God bless you on this the evening. We're grateful to come for another Bible study lesson. We're looking forward to what God has to say. Like, share, and comment on this Bible study and invite somebody to attend every Wednesday at 6.30. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Speak to our souls now. Let us grow and let us continue to be better. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and ask it all. Amen. In the book of First Chronicles, chapter 10, verses 13 and 14, First Chronicles, chapter 10, verses 13 and 14 says, So Saul died for his breach of faith. He broke faith with the Lord in that he did not keep the command of the Lord and also consulted a medium seeking guidance. He did not seek guidance from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. For a few minutes tonight, we want to talk from the subject, God doesn't play. Lord have mercy. There are always moments in a person's life to where they have to see and decide which road and which route are they going to take. It is either, watch this, going to be God's way or it's going to be your way. But whichever way you go, be ready for the consequences that come from it. It's either going to be your way or God's way. But whichever way you take, you have to be ready for the consequences. There are consequences to every choice and every decision that we make. And watch this. Sometimes we make choices because we want to, but that doesn't mean they are right for you. Just because you want to do it doesn't mean it's right and appropriate for you to do it. Just because you want to do it doesn't mean that you should. And just because you, watch this, just because you feel like you can get away with it, doesn't mean you should try. Everything has a reaction. But can you live with God's reaction? Everything has a reaction. But can you live with God's reaction? Can you do that? Can you live with God's Reaction because watch this. Saul was once the anointed one to lead the children of Israel, but then watch this. Saul did not do what God told him to do, and then that caused Saul to lose his place as king over Israel. Let me give you some background text. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 11 through 14. Samuel said. What have you done? And Saul said, when I saw that the people were scattering from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines had mustered at Mishmash, I said, now the Philistines will come down and get to me at Gilgal. And I have not sought, watch this, I have not sought the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. 
you have not kept the command of the Lord your God with which he commanded you. For then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Lord, have mercy. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord had commanded you. And we know that's to be David. First Samuel chapter 15 Verses 10 and 11, the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry and cried to the Lord all night. Verse 19, why then did, why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Verses 24 through 26, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord in your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Verse 35, and Samuel did not see Saul again to the day of his death, but Samuel grieved over Saul. And the Lord regretted that he made Saul king over Israel. Saul was the king. But because he did not follow God, the Lord cut him off. And you see Saul goes from triumph to a tragedy. Be careful of whose words you follow and be careful how you treat God. Don't treat people better than you treat God. Don't take people's words more than you take God's words. Can't, didn't you see it in the text? God has rejected Saul. And I want to ask the question, do you want God to reject you? I don't know about you, but I couldn't take it if God rejected me. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be calm if God rejected me. Do you want God to reject you? Because if you don't, you do what he says. But if you don't do what God says, God will reject you. God will move on from you. God will press on from you. And isn't it horrible when God regrets even giving you a blessing. Don't let life make you turn your back on God because then God will reject you and regret. And there is this that reality with all of us and there is that real method with all of us. You have to do what God says and not do your own thing. You've got to do what the Lord says and not do your own thing because you don't want to get in a situation, once again, where God rejects you and, and that God has regret over you. That is where the tragedy occurs because watch this. Your choices can take you different places. It can either take you to a place of celebration or it can take you to a place of regret, a place of trying to get it back and a place of one that had it and then lost it. There are things that we all want to do. 
but should we do them? There are things you think you want to do right now. There are things you contemplate. There are things you, you put into your head that you want to do. But does that mean you should do them? And look at Saul. Saul has died away. I don't think he envisioned. And who would want to die like that? Who would want to face life like this and get to the place that you want to kill yourself because you can't deal with yourself? I'm going to ask it again. Can you deal with yourself? And are you allowing the Lord to lead you? That, that's the problem, that when God is speaking, you have to follow God. Otherwise, God will cut you off. God will remove you. God will regret you. And God will shake his hand at you. Some things aren't worth the risk. Some things aren't worth risking. You ought to say, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to risk my spiritual walk. I don't want to risk my relationship with God. I don't want to risk what God has given me all because I did not do what the Lord told me to do. It's that simple. It's doing what God has told you to do. It doesn't matter what backlash you get. It doesn't matter what it said. It's important to do what God has told you to do. Whether you are a leader, whether you're a pastor, a shepherd, or whether you're just going through uh, your daily life as a believer, you have to do what God says. Because if you don't, it's not the people that are, that are, you people can be with you, then not be with you. We all know that people are wishy-washy. But when God rejects you, you go from triumph to tragedy. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go from triumph to tragedy. The thing about this that every Christian, every Christian needs to look at is this. What will God say to you when you die? I want that to sink in. What will God say to you when you die? We like to say, I want him to tell me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That sounds good, but are you living as a faithful and good servant? What is your life speaking right now? Because watch this, your life just doesn't speak when you are living, it will speak when you are dead. Every day you are writing another line on your own obituary. And the question is, how are you living? And is your name worth carrying a legacy or a bad stigma? What are you carrying around right now? Because your life should mean more than just a title. 
Your life should mean more than just a title. Your life should be something that you live so well, you are so committed to that you know God is the reason for your living. God is the reason why I'm living. God is the reason why I'm doing this. It's all God. But what kind of life are you living? There are some people we mention that we miss. There are some names we mention and immediately our blood boils. Do you want to be missed? Or do you want to be slaughtered? Your name slaughtered. Doesn't matter what you've done, people, all people could think about is what you did wrong. How are you living? And how do you want to be remembered? You got to look at that and ask yourself the question, how am I living for God and how do I want God to put myself in people's hearts so that they remember what I've done? Am I leaving a legacy or a bad stigma? Because the thing is, when we look at the text, when we see what happens to Saul, what would make any of us turn down God? Are we turning down God because we are afraid to do what he says? What, 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 what would make you reject God? And then you look at it, is it worth it? Did you know that? Because you notice in 1 Samuel 15, Saul tried desperately to get back in place, but it was too late. And you have to ask yourself, what is worth me turning down God and missing God? What is worth that? What is worth me missing God? Because I didn't follow what he told me. If God said do it, why aren't you doing it? Don't miss God because you are keeping your eyes on your vision and not God's commandments. Whew, that, that, that hit me. Don't miss God because you're focused on your vision and not God's commandments. Because look at the text. So Saul died for his breach of faith. He broke the faith of the Lord and that he did not keep the command of the Lord and also consulted a medium, seeking guidance. He did not seek guidance from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord put him to death and came over to David, the son of Jesse. 1 Samuel 28, verse 5 through 8. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, seek out for me a woman who is a medium that I may go out to her and inquire of her. And her servant said to him, behold, there is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself 
and put on other garments and went he and two men with him and they came to the woman by night and he said divine for me by a spirit and bring up for me whomever i shall name to you but saul has broken commandment from god and has sinned against god i'm gonna show you how leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 do not turn to mediums or necromancers do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them, for I am the Lord your God. Because of what what is it is said about mediums? Mediums were those who. It was said. It was said according to history that they would talk to spirits, talk to dead spirits, try to hear from the dead. So Saul here has rejected God, and has turned to somebody who God considers and calls an abomination. Saul has rejected God. Saul has turned from God and has turned to somebody that God calls an abomination. And that's where it is again. Who are you turning to? Who are you turning to right now? Who are you listening to right now? Who are you? Who is in your in your mind right now? Who is in your heart right now? Who is in your ear right now that has made you turn from God? Because you know, you know, we can turn to people, and, and sometimes people can make us fearful. Sometimes people can make us worried. Sometimes people can make us have all type of just make us flip out and make us trip and all kind of things because. We turn to them instead of keeping our eyes, keeping our mouth, and keeping our focus on the Lord. It's about God, y'all. It's not a, it, we need to keep turning to God, keep seeking God, keep listening to God. Otherwise, you'll be rejected. It's about seeking God. Because the wrong turn can send you down the wrong road and will give you the wrong and bad sentence. There, there are plenty of people right now who will tell you. There are some who sleep in jails cells tonight that will tell you they wish they would have listened. They will tell you the God, God didn't play. Or they would tell you, I wish I would have listened to my mama, my dad, and my grandfather, my grandma, when they were telling me that when they were telling me that your ways were gonna catch up to you, when they were telling me you would read what you saw. There are some right now who have regret because they didn't listen. And God is speaking to you and speaking to us, telling us now it is time for us to stop turning to everything, but turn to him. Or we'll be rejected. Haven't we gone through enough? Hasn't America, the world, gone through enough? Can't we ought to catch the hint and catch the clues. It's time to repent and come back to God. It does no good calling God's name to bless a world and nation if we are living for God. It's time for us to repent 
and turn back to God. Because Saul rejected God and accepted words from a medium. This word keep in the Hebrew means to guard. This word consulted in the Hebrew means ask and inquire. This word, the name medium in the Hebrew, once again, one who calls on the dead. This word seek in the Hebrew means seek God in prayer. This word turn in the Hebrew means change direction. No swear kingdom in the Hebrew means royalty and kingly office. The name David in the Hebrew means a man after the heart of God. And the name Jesse in the Hebrew means I possess. But not only did Saul not do what God commanded, Saul broke the law of God, once again, by trying to consult a medium. Saul has the king, watch this, Saul has the kingdom in his possession. Y'all with me? Saul has the kingdom in his possession and God has anointed Saul. But and I would ask Saul, Saul, how can you forget God? after he's the one that puts you in office. And that's maybe that's a word for somebody. Don't forget God after God has heard your prayer, after God has wiped your tears, after God has gotten you through and gotten you back. How can you forget God? Don't let status make you turn on the Savior. Don't let status make you turn on your convictions. And don't let status make you forget who it was that gave it to you. And don't let status make you think you can be loose. You can be, you can, you, you, you can be free or that you can do this, you can do that. No, you can't. Because the Lord has a way of catching up with you don't let status make you do something that is not pleasing to god don't let status do that because can i say it like this you can't ex you cannot hear me close you cannot expect God to keep you around if you put everything and everybody else first. Woo! Lord have mercy. You cannot expect God to keep you around if you put everything and everybody else first. Exodus 20 lets us know thou shalt not have no other gods before me. You can't put keep everything else first. You can't have everything else first and then expect God to bless you. Then expect God to have his way. You can't keep everything ahead of God and then want God to bless. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to serve and be focused, pleasing the Lord. And that's why you have to look at your life and you have to look at your practices and you have to look at your deeds and actions. Once again, how can I neglect God when it was God that has blessed me? It's the Lord that has kept me. And it is the Lord 
has let me overcome challenges. God did that. So how can I reject the Lord when I know what God has done? It was God that did it. And because God did it, I can reject him. Why should I neglect, neglect God after I know what God has done for me? Don't neglect God and seek everything else. More people get in trouble by seeking everything else but God. Whole lot of people get in trouble because they seek everything else instead of seeking God. Don't seek everything else but God. Stop, 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 stop trying to seek everything. Stop trying to get everybody's opinion. You need to seek God, you need to have the word of God burning on the inside. You need to have the word of God filling you up. But you can't see everything and not see God. You've been given this blessing. But why blow it? You've been given a blessing, but why blow it? And why give it away by doing something that you shouldn't do? That is what life should remind us. But more than that, your relationship with God should awaken you to say, some stuff is not worth the risk. This is not worth doing. And this is not worth giving up because of my fear or because I want to do something different. Some stuff is not worth the risk. Just because it looks good doesn't mean it is. Just because it sounds good or looks appealing doesn't mean it is. People have messed up so much because they've taken unnecessary risks. Whether that's a ministry. Could be a marriage. That could be athletic. That can be a job. Everything is not worth taking the risk. Especially when you don't know where that risk is going to take you. <laughs> Everything is not worth taking the risk, especially when you don't know where that risk is going to take you. That's why you have to follow, trust, and serve God and turn to God and don't turn to things. There is a penalty when you don't do what God says. And could it be maybe somebody, even you, you might be struggling, might be hurting, and fighting because you've neglected God and it's caused an issue. Don't neglect
Life is too short to neglect the Lord. Exodus 20, verse 3 through 5. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Joshua chapter 24, 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is even your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods in the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my household, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Jeremiah 25, verse 4 through 7, you have neither listened nor inclined your ears to hear, although the Lord persistently sent you to all his servants, the prophets, saying, turn now every one of you from his evil way and evil deeds and dwell upon the land that the Lord has given to you and your fathers from of old and forever. Do not go after other gods to serve and worship them or provoke me to anger with the work of your hands. Then I will do you no harm. Yet, you have not listened to me, declares the Lord, that you might provoke me to anger with the work of your hands to do to your own harm. And you also have to look at this again. Sometimes you have to ask yourself this question. It's going to get tight now. Who is worth me messing up my life? Who is worth me messing up my life? Sometimes you got to look at that and you got to ask that question. Who is worth me messing up my life? Have you had that evaluation and have you looked at that? Because there are people we pull to us that pull us from God. Ask Solomon. Solomon will tell you. God told him. Who to have and who not to have. He didn't listen. And they turned his heart from God. And there are people that if you're not careful that if you are not careful that you can run to, that can and will pull you away from God. And the thing also is when, when you know people aren't right, why go back to them? Is it because you're afraid to be alone? Is it because you're afraid of what they'll say? Is it because you're afraid of what they'll think? When you know people are not right, why go back to them? When you know some people that aren't right, when you know some people don't have the right actions, and when you know some people aren't looking out for you, why go back to them? That's just wasting time. Why go back to some people when you know they aren't right? Why deal with some people when you know they are right? Why would you continue to make yourself suffer when you know some people aren't right? We all know some people that's not right. Why go back to them? We all know some people that are mean, cruel, and evil. Why go back to them? We all know some people that are nasty, filthy, and dirty. Why go back to them? Everybody's not worth you going back to. 
but you have to get to the place where you're where you are bold enough and walk by faith and put faith into action to where you can walk away from people who are causing you to suffer that you can walk away from people who are causing you to suffer. Because if you keep going to people that you know aren't right, they're going to be those. They're going to be those circumstances that you involve yourself where you want help, you want deliverance, and you want to be rescued. And it doesn't come. And let me say, just because you know some people doesn't mean you have to go to them. And be careful and watchful of who you go to. And understand, every door shouldn't be open. Some doors need to stay closed. Every door don't need to be open. Some doors need to stay closed. Some doors need to, you need to stay out of some doors. You need to stay out of some things. You need to stay away from some stuff. Some doors need to stay closed and you can open some doors that you think are helping you, but have set the course for your demise. Why reject God for people, but you want God to bless you? And I believe I'm not the only one listening, following along. I want God to bless me. I want God to keep me here. And I want the Lord to let me have a long reign. But then, but if I want that, then I can't go away from God and seek somebody else that doesn't have the right words, the right motives, and that is unholy. I can't do that. Not if I'm praying and asking God to bless me. Not if I'm praying and asking God to, to give me this and grant me this. I got to seek God. I got to stay with God. And I got to follow God. You have got to continue to seek, follow, and trust, and obey the Lord. You cannot expect God to bless you if you are doing and seeking unholy things. Saul shows us that. God has a penalty for us when we don't follow him. And you, and watch this, you don't want to be in the field left alone and by yourself because of not following what the Lord has said. You don't want to be in the field. You don't want to look at that sword and put it to you and basically say, it's time for me to leave. That's an awful way. It's time for me to go. All because you didn't follow God. The Lord speaks to us. The Lord gives us messages. And the Lord gives us words for successful living. But do you want to be successful? Do you want to be successful? Do you want to grow? Do you want to change? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want success? And see, so you, you know, you got to watch what you say. 
And you got to watch what you tell the Lord. Because if you want success, if you want God to bless, if you want to follow God, then God is then God will give it to you. But once he gives it to you, then what are you going to do with it? Whole lot of people have asked for a whole lot, but once they got it, they couldn't keep it. They couldn't maintain it because the same way they got it is not the same stuff they did once it came to them to maintain it. The same way you seek God before you get a blessing is the same way you need to seek God when you have it. You have to ask yourself that question. Do I want to be successful? God has told me what to do. But do you really want to be successful? Because if you do, it will show itself by how you live, how you function, and how you walk with the Lord. The thing about being successful, being a leader, and being in charge of anything, how do you deal with the crisis of just dealing with some of the demands that come your way? It is in those moments, watch this, real leadership stands up because real leadership shows up when you seek God and when you listen to God and when you allow the Lord to fully and completely speak to your life, to grow you, to lead you, and to convict you. When you turn away from God, Can I say, why turn away from God? And the Lord is the one that gave you the keys. Mm. <laughs> Anybody that's been driving for the first time can tell you how excited they are, how, how ec ecstatic they are, how enthused they are. But when you're driving, especially for the first few times, you got to do with that, with, what, your, uh, what your teacher is telling you to do. But even when you get your license, you may drive your parents' car. You got to drive the way they say. They say don't go over a certain speed limit. And you may say, well, they're not in the car. They're not going to know. You don't know what your parents know. Don't go over a certain speed limit. Be back at this hour. Be back at this time. They're telling you that for a reason. But when you don't do it, and they take the keys away from you. You can't get mad. Because you had it in your possession. It was right there. But then you try to do your own thing. And I just want to say, it's right there. It's in your possession. God has given it to you. God has blessed you with it. Oh, yes, he has. He's blessed you with it. Because watch this. When you don't turn to God, you submit your own resignation letter. Because you have to seek God. And in everything that happens in your life, make sure you're seeking the Lord. And don't stop seeking the Lord. Irregardless of what is thrown in your path, don't stop seeking God.
Seek the Lord every day. Seek the Lord before you seek anything else. And seek the Lord before you make any moves. Lord have mercy. Psalms 42 verse 1 and 2. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Psalm 63 verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Psalms 84 verse 2. My soul, my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the, of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Isaiah 26 verse 7 and 9. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of your soul. My soul yearns for you. In the night, my spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. In Isaiah 55 verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. This is a reminder for us, and that is the key in understanding. We need to always seek God. Don't lose your life or your blessings because you didn't see God. You have to always seek God. And whatever you do, once again, don't forget the Lord. No matter what success you get, no matter what fame you get, and even no matter what challenges you get. Don't let any of that make you fall away from God. Keep seeking God and keep on trusting the Lord. And also, you start seeing your life and, your, and, your, and in your walk with the Lord. It's better to have God. It's better to have God and live than to live knowing God isn't there because you left him. As Samson. When God was left, when the power of the Lord and the presence of God was gone. Don't leave the Lord. and Don't neglect the Lord. And don't let anybody make you neglect the Lord because you and I, we need God. As much stuff as we face and deal with in this life, keep your eyes on God. We deal with so much. And sometimes it gets it gets hard. It gets to be too much for any of us can handle. We need to seek the Lord. But you have to make sure you're not forgetting the Lord. Even, watch this. Even when life forgets you, don't you forget God and don't forget how God got you there. I quit. Don't ever forget how you got here. And don't ever forget to tell the Lord, thank you. And don't forget to always acknowledge the Lord every day of your life because you will always need the Lord. You will always have to have the Lord. You have to always understand, I can't do nothing. Isaiah 63, verse 7. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us in the great goodness to the house of Israel, that he has granted them according to his compassion, 
according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Psalms 21, verse 1 through 5. O Lord, in your strength, the king rejoices, and in your salvation, how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips, Selah. For you lead him with rich blessings. You set, you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. Always seek God. And don't ever let anything get in the way of you and God. Because it can cause you to lose what you had. Don't let anything get in the way. Don't let anything make you change. Don't let anything make you switch up. You keep seeking God. Because if you let anything get in the way, it can make you lose what you had. And Saul is a perfect example. He didn't come back. Because everything is not worth risking. And don't put your life in jeopardy. And don't put your life on the line by ignoring God. Don't put your life on the line by ignoring God. Don't do that. Seek God and remove anything and anybody. That is not of God. It is okay. Remove anything and anybody that is not of God. Otherwise, it can cause you some stuff that was never meant to be a part of your life. Because everything you think you need isn't worth risking what God has given you. Just look around what you have. Think about all that God has given you. Just when you just just start to reflect and think. Everything God has blessed you with, it's God's grace and goodness. Some stuff's worth risking. That's why you gotta seek God. And God will always take care of you. But some stuff's just not worth putting yourself in that situation. Don't risk it. Because it's not worth it. But that's why you got to seek his kingdom. Trust him and know that God will take care of you. God bless you. Father, we pray that you've helped. We pray that you continue to bless us. Thank you for convicting us. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for this word. Words like these can be challenging, tough, hard to hear. But thank you. Let us always seek you, listen to you, do what you called us to do, no matter what comes our way, no matter what is said, no matter what is thought, do what you called us to do. Because at the end of the day, you're in control. You're in charge. And we need to seek you and follow you. So we follow you. We trust you. Lead us and guide us. Direct our every path. In the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that somebody who's struggling who does not know you, they'll come to know you. Bless and keep in the name of Jesus Christ. And we give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. To the name of your son Jesus, we pray and we ask it all. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.
for tuning in this evening. We pray you've been blessed. We pray that you would continue to join us at Sunrise on Wednesday nights at 6.30 for our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, I would encourage you to just read through the book of First Chronicles and we pray that you've been blessed. And we look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Have a good night.